My job is to scare you today. You know why? Because there's way too many videos selling you on becoming an entrepreneur. Today is the complete opposite. I want to scare you. I want to be honest with you. I want to show you the truth. I want you to realize the reason why I'm sitting in a dark room right now all by myself with the light on me is because that's exactly what's going to happen if you get sold on the concept of becoming an entrepreneur. So today's episode, I'm going to give you 15 reasons why maybe you shouldn't become an entrepreneur today. Maybe this is not the best time for you. And I want you to fight every single point I make. And there's a little surprise for you to go in two different directions. So stay tuned. This message is directed to those of you that are thinking about becoming entrepreneurs. So here's what I'm going to do today. I'm going to try to scare you off. I'm going to do whatever I can for you to say, there's no way in the world I want the pressure of entrepreneurship. And every time I give a point to you, I want you to say, I can handle that. If you can, great. If not, at the end, I have an alternative for entrepreneurship for you. So let's get right into it. Point number one, you are not ready to be an entrepreneur because somebody always needs to motivate you. Something, someone, somehow, you need to be constantly motivated. You do not know how to motivate yourself. Therefore, entrepreneurship isn't for you. Point number two is competition scares the hell out of you. Ever since you've been a little kid, you played sports, you were worried about losing. What if the other guy hits you? What if the other guy beats you? You are so scared of competition. So if you become an entrepreneur from morning till night, all you have to be thinking about is the fact that somebody out there, your competition, wants to put you out of business and that scares you. You know how to start the sentence the right way, which is what? What if, but the direction you take it right after you say what if doesn't go in the direction of an entrepreneur. Let me explain to you what I mean by this. You say, what if this doesn't work out? What if they put us out of business? What if nobody buys our product? What if it's always going into what if the pessimistic route rather than what if they buy it? What if this thing blows up? What if we're able to pull this off? What if this thing takes off and becomes massive and we become national, international? Your what if after you say what if, the words that come after what if, isn't the words of an optimist, it's the word of a pessimist. And to be an entrepreneur, you have to be optimistic, yet a little bit paranoid, but you have to be optimistic. So for you, everything in your life has to be perfect before you make a decision. Everything has to be perfect. You have to be perfect till you get a job. It has to be perfect before you date. Everything has to be perfect before you decide to commit. Everything has to be perfect before you start your business. You have a perfectionist problem. And perfectionists rarely make good entrepreneurs. They make good product developers. They make great engineers. They make great a lot of other things, but they don't necessarily make the best entrepreneurs. The idea of seeing your bank account go from 50,000 to 40,000 to 30,000 to 20,000 to 10, five, the, the idea of risk losing everything, like you go to sleep having sweats, scared nightmares, monsters, dreams that you never want to have about, oh my goodness, if I lose everything, I will have to start all over again. I cannot handle something like this. I work so hard to save this 50,000, this 100,000, this half a million. There's no way in the world I want to do this. If you can't handle the pressure of risk, entrepreneurship isn't for you. Remember how early I talked about being a perfectionist could hurt you and being an entrepreneur? There's a challenge with being a perfectionist is you don't like asking people for help. You are too smart to ask for people for help. See, the, the thing about entrepreneurs is they know they're not the smartest one in the room. Therefore, they are very comfortable asking 
everybody for help. Hey, John, I need to raise money. Do you know anybody? Hey, Billy, I need an engineer. Do you know anybody? Man, I have no clue how to put a pitch deck together. How do I do a board? What is a board meeting? What are these minutes they're talking about? I don't know. Can you please help me? Yet the perfectionist and a know-it-all has a hard time saying, I have no clue what this is. Can you help me? Next one is you're not a good number one. You think you're a good number one, but you're not a good number one. Look, there's a lot of things I know I'm not a good at. When I play basketball with my friends, I will tell them, I'm not the best player. I'm not the second best player, but I'm a good rebounder. I got strong elbows. I got 245 pounds to throw around. So you can go out there and do your thing, but I'm not your best player. I'm probably three or four. The sooner you know whether you're a number one, a two, three, four, five, or maybe even a 10, the sooner you win at the highest level. Remember, the 20th employee at Facebook who had shares, who was not the number one, not the number two, not the number five, number, not the number 10, is still a billionaire. You understand how that works? You don't have to be the number one to be wealthy. You just have to know if you make a great number one. You ready for this next one? This, this one's a little scary. You may want to skip this part. I don't, want, I don't want this thing to be like one of those scary movies for you. The idea of knowing all the pressures on you, all the blame is on you, all the judgment is on you, just right now listening to you like, oh my gosh, my stomach is getting nervous, Pat. The idea of you not wanting that, it isn't for you. Look, when it's sports, you want to give the ball to Kobe to shoot the last shot. He loves that, right? When it's baseball, when it's business, in every possible way, the entrepreneur says, I can handle the pressure. I can handle the blame. I can handle the judgment. It sucks. Don't get me wrong. But I have to figure out a way to handle it. And if that's not you, maybe it just isn't for you. Do you like your Sundays? Do you like your Saturday night plans? Do you like your Friday night plans? What do you think about Friday night? You're at dinner with your friends at 11 o'clock, and all of a sudden one of your employees calls you telling you, we just lost our client because the server went down. And you have to step away and be on the phone until 3, 3 o'clock in the morning with Amazon Web Services. And you have to talk to them because this just happened to me. And you have to be on the phone. Do you, what do you think about that? Just thinking about the start with this. I look the hell no, I don't want to do that. I want to spend time with my kids. Well, if you do become the number one guy, you're the entrepreneur of the company, you're going to make a lot of those weird calls where you have to tell your family during dinner saying, I'm sorry, guys, I have to pick up this call and step away. If you don't want that, just make sure you don't become the number one person and be an entrepreneur. Maybe the alternative is something for you. There's no way you'll pull it off. There's no way he can do it. He's not smart enough. He can't handle this. There's no way in the world this guy has what it takes to run a business. Says your friend, your best friend, your cousin, your nephew, your mom, your dad, your sister, your brother, your best man. All of those guys say it to you. Is it going to hurt you? You're going to think about it. Is it going to give you nightmares? You're going to sit there saying, I can't believe they said it. And it immobilizes you because you can't move. Well, welcome to the arena if you decide to become an entrepreneur. Because everyone is going to have an opinion about you when you're small. And if you can't handle it, you may want to step out of the arena and go work behind the scenes. Not in the arena where all the criticism, all the magnifying glass is on you. Does that scare you a little bit? Step aside. If it doesn't, you're like, I want it, then go be an entrepreneur. But it's on you. You're doing it for money. Yes, you. You are doing it for money to be an entrepreneur. What I mean by that is the fact that you want to get rich quick. You want to go out there and make all the money. And this whole thing to you is like, oh my gosh, I want all the cars, the houses, all that other stuff. That's what I'm doing it for, man. I want to make money quick is what I want to do. And that's just not how business works. Business doesn't work quick. And typically the person who starts the business takes the least amount of money for a while because you have to make sure you pay your employees because they need to pay their bills so they don't quit on you. You're the last person that's a priority to make money. If you do it right, especially if you want to scale your business at the highest level. So yes, if that bothers you, if that concerns you, 
maybe this isn't for you. You don't yet have a clear blueprint philosophy with how to handle money. Here's what I mean by like when you run a business, I remember having dinner one time at Fleming's with a friend of mine where he's talking about he's a lawyer working for a guy who's making a half a million a month, but every single month he took the profits out and it pissed off all his employees. Eventually, these guys left him to go do their own thing because the lawyer's like, why would I give the money back into the business? I'm taking all the money out because I want to put it in my own saving account. That may have made sense for him as a short-term thinker, but he lost people because all he thought about is his blueprint was, there's no way I'm putting more money into the office. There's no way I'm going to expand. There's no way we're going to put a second off. There's no way we're going to be doing that. So your blueprint with money is a little bit out of whack where maybe you need to work under somebody to get a clear blueprint before you go decide to do it on your, on your own. And, and the understanding of money, being irresponsible, you make the money, you buy something very quickly, you spend it too much, all of that stuff is part of your blueprint. So maybe you ought to get your blueprint to be a little bit more clear before you become the number one, the one that takes all the pressure in and becomes an entrepreneur. You're married, and if you go tell your spouse, I want to start a business, he or she doesn't support you at all. It's like, babe, I want to start a business. And imagine if this thing works out, and what if we make it? Well, babe, what does that really mean? Well, you know the $180,000 we have in the bank? Yeah, what about it? You know, we're going to put all of it into the business. Wait, 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 wait. You're going to do what? That $180,000 that we've spent the last 10 years saving, we're going to put the whole thing in a business and we're going to get a building. Babe, we're not doing that. Stop it. There, there's no way in the world we're doing that. And then your wife or husband who doesn't support you calls their parents, calls your parents, tells them not to do this. And then you got four other people calling you. And you know if you do take the 180 and put it into the business and it doesn't work out, not only never going to hear the end of it, but it could also lead in, uh, you know, eventually to that one word. What, what's... What's the one word that starts with the letter D? What do they call that word? It's called a divorce. That's what could potentially happen, and that also scares you. So you have to make sure your spouse is fully bought in. If you're married, if you're single, who cares? But if you're married, you have to make sure your spouse is bought in, or else uh, there's going to be a lot of future pressure coming your way. This next one's actually a technical one. You actually don't have a real solution to a problem. Like, you don't have a real product. You're just kind of winging it. Ah, I'd like to start a business. Let's go out there and do this. You don't really know what that's going to be. And the reasoning behind it, the motivation behind it is not strong enough to be able to go through all the pain. You need the right reasons and motivation to start a business. So maybe you need to step back and kind of put your plans out there before you go out there because you don't yet have the right solution to the problem, if that makes sense to you. And last but not least, you simply cannot handle being lonely by yourself late at night, no one to talk to, no one wants to pick up your call, everything is your fault. You like to be able to lean around other people, be around other people, and as an entrepreneur, you are going to be lonely. You can't go to your mom, you can't go to your dad, you can't go to your sister, you can't go to your wife, you can't go to your husband, because you told them, you sold them the dream that this business was gonna work and they bought into it. So for you to go complain to them, they're gonna be like, wait a minute, you sold me on this thing. So you are going to be lonely, and that scares you. So therefore, if you're watching this right now saying, Pat, you kind of influenced me to not want to be an entrepreneur. You scared the hell out of me, to be honest with you. Is there an alternative? Yes. Here's a video. Go watch this. One of my favorite videos I've ever put together called The Alternative to Entrepreneurship. Or if you're watching St. Pat, you didn't scare me at all. Matter of fact, you fired me up. Well, if you need a dosage of life of an entrepreneur, maybe it's good for you to go watch the video from 2015. It's been six years called the life, and, life of an Entrepreneur in 90 seconds to remind you why you do what you do on a daily basis. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.